0: and
1: stick your head out and yell I'm as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take this anymore
0: up
1: out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now. Just go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, "I'm tired of hell but I'm not going to make this anymore." Welcome to Power to the
0: People Radio. Put it down. As always, happy Thursday to you, America. And all across the world. Thanks for tuning in to PC Radio Radio. If you're tuning in to us on the Mixer app, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or are you checking us out on Facebook Live, thank you, as always, for tuning in. We have a jam-packed episode for you. Got some exciting things coming on. Got a guest uh, first off. So that's something new that we're bringing to the show. But uh, to start off, as always, uh, if you notice at the bottom, if you're uh, streaming us live on Facebook right now, at the bottom of your screen, you're going to notice a Donate button. Um, each month we're donating a proceed to Special Olympics. It is something that is very charitable, charitable to me. Um, hopefully it will be charitable to you and you can be part of a great organization. So throughout this broadcast, please take a moment of your time to uh, donate any proceeds that you can uh, to a great cause. So um, again, we have a whole lot of stuff going on. We're be talking about uh, Trump care. We could talk be talking about Russia, We could talking about Trump supporters. Uh, again just a lot of stuff that we will be going in uh, today or tonight rather and hopefully you will enjoy the show so let us get started so the first thing on my take on what is going on this week is that it is exciting time to be in DC right now we have uh, the health care bill that is going on. We have the Russian investigation that's going on. You have the budget that's going on. Um, it's just a turbulent time in our nation's capital right now. And to see some of the stuff that's going down um, as far as um, with the healthcare care bill, which you'll be ca- talking about more in the show, uh, as far as with the Russian investigation, um, with the Russian hearing that happened on Monday when you have the FBI officially um, and publicly uh, acknowledging that there is a investigation into uh the trump campaign or if there was any russian ties and also into the russian interference into our election um again if you are a anti-trump person per se um this week the last two weeks rather um have been rather interesting um it's interesting to see just how far um this investigation will go um also have if you are a Trump supporter then some things are it's been exciting for you as well the house bill uh, is coming up this week uh, tomorrow for um, it seems to be and you have Supreme Court Justice but there are many voters who did not like Trump but wanted him to have a conservative Supreme Court pick who seemingly for the most part is breezing through his hearing Um, and Democrats can filibuster but other than that there's not really much that they can do Um, so for my take this week again it's that it, it, no matter what side you're on it has been interesting in Washington DC um, it is almost day 60 of this Trump presidency and it feels like it's been day like 503 um, to be honest because it's been so much stuff going on that it's hard to cover all the stuff that's been going on we haven't even really talked about the budget just yet and it's been an interesting time so for the first thing that we're gonna cover is Trump care and if you were somebody who thought that uh, this that Trump, President Trump, was the ultimate deal maker, that he's the ultimate salesman, um, you'll be surprised because I think he's learning that there are a different element than just building buildings and making deals, um, especially here in D.C. So, just within the last two hours, um, the House bill was supposedly supposed to be put on the floor for a vote. It was postponed because uh, House leadership and the White House. Um, figured out that they don't have the votes to pass they need 216 um there are approximately between 23 to 33 republicans who are saying that they're not going to vote for the bill they can only lose 21 so there's not that much wiggle room um with this bill and Right now, they are struggling. Um, Speaker Ryan is trying his best to sell the bill. He's trying his best to twist arms. He's trying his best to persuade people. President Trump is in the same thing. It's, the White House is in full sell mode, but they're running into a brick wall. And, uh, and the main point of that is because of the fact of this bill. And um, like we said from the get-go, the bill has been postponed until tomorrow. Um but if you look at some of the details and you look at some of the stuff that some of the congressmen and congresswomen are saying, the bill may be in worse conditions after negotiations. And that's because you have two mutually exclusive circles. You have the hardline conservatives on the, on the right that want the bill to go further. Then you have um, congressmen and congresswomen that are moderates and in some competitive districts uh, that are in the middle that, will not vote for this bill if it goes more to the right. In fact, they already think that uh, it's already too far to the right. So it's on a swing. If you go to the right, you're going to lose moderates. If you try to appease uh, moderates, you're going to lose conservatives. So either way this White House goes, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you're trying to appease two very different factions of the Republican Party. Um, And then on top of that, you have the new CBO report that just came out today within the last hour uh, that said that the, con- the new amendments that got put into the bill is even worse. So you have the same estimate that 10 million people are going to lose health care within the next year, and then an additional 14 people are going to lose the health care uh, within the next uh, decade. But now this bill is saying that the cost of the bill is now – Estimated 170 billion dollars less. So the big one of the big selling point that we covered last week that that physically conservative um, Politician was trying to put out was that this bill is gonna say over 300 billion dollars and is gonna help cut our deficit So now that talking point has gone up in the wind because it's now only gonna cut a hundred and eighty billion roughly half of the amount that's proposed and that's a drop in the bucket, especially over the next decade, that's really a drop in the bucket as far as you look at our entire uh, fiscal budget. So the bill seems to be getting worse as it, as time seems to expire. Um, and now they have put themselves in, against this artificial wall by saying that they have to vote on it by the end of the week. Um, Because otherwise they know that if they hit recess, when they go back to their districts, when they go back to their towns, they're going to have to have these town halls and there are going to be a whole lot of angry constituents that are either A, um, saying, what are you going to do with my health care? This plan that you put out is not good enough. I don't like it. Or B, what are you going to do about Obamacare? And this health care bill that you put out does not go far enough. So either way it goes, they, they really can't do much. And this is the thing that some of these conservative um, pundits you listen to the media is saying that it's extremely doubtful that anything is probably going to pass. They may make some f- tweaks to it, but as far as a major overhaul of Obamacare and the Affordable um, Care Act, it's pretty much not going to happen because the political willpower um, is at its peak right now. And if you cannot do it now, you're definitely not going to do it next year in the middle of midterm. Um, when it will be a hot button issue and you may be in a competitive district and you may lose your job. So that's the political looking at it. Um, again, if you look at the more personals, if you look at how it's affecting people who are seniors, who are poor, um, those individuals, it's a a more personal note. And they're saying that it's either bill that goes through, um, or, if any bill goes through, it's going to jack up their premiums. It's going to jack up the amount of um, money that comes out of these people's pockets uh, so that they can cover it. And, like we said last week, what the Republicans have been promising, what President Trump promised, was that they're going to provide all the things that Obamacare does, uh, provide all the coverage, and it'll be less. It'll be uh, less intrusive in your life, um, and it'll be cheaper, but more coverage. So basically, they're promising all the same things without using any of the mechanisms that Obamacare used to achieve it. And like they're saying, like these people are saying now, it's harder for them to do that, and it's proven hard for them to sell that. And that is the thing that they're struggling to do. Um, and for the next topic that we're going to um, bring in, I want to bring in a special guest because um, – he has someone that I've listened to, that I've talked to on, on multiple occasions about politics. And it seems that he is well-knowledged and well-versed. His um, name is Mr. Aaron Lewis. He is um, a, a great opinionator, a great commentator. And so I would like to welcome him to the show. Um, sir, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part. Um,
1: thank you for having me.
0: And so um, before we go to the next topic, i uh, let me get your take on the health care bill. Um, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Uh, so this for this health care bill, mm-hmm. I think it's – I don't like this bill uh, because of how the Republicans see health care. Republicans see health care access as a right, whereas I see health care for everyone should be a right. And health care access just means that, hey – it's there and you can pay for it, whereas I believe uh, that the government should be paying for it. Most of the modern world, we have governments that pay for the health care and you know you know people can you know, they are invested in people's lives in that way. And uh, so this healthcare care bill as it is, uh, I felt even before they brought out specifics, um, even at the, that it would lose the amount of people that came onto the health, to, that got health care mm. through the Affordable Care Act. And uh, I feel like uh, the, the Republicans are, are mainly trying to hedge their bets, mm. which is making sure that their base Meaning the Tea Party, the so far right, mm-hmm. will like this bill more, more so than moderate to yeah. left leaning people. Yeah, and uh, this is a very bad bill uh, for for healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't address everything that you know healthcare needs to have, um, and. it just bothers me that it's out there. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to put too much opinion on it, but mm-hmm. it where is uh, where is the care? Where is yeah. the where is the humanity, I want to say to these Republicans for putting out this health care bill mm-hmm. like it is, you know. Some of these people that voted for you guys to come in and do away with Obamacare. Uh, they were looking to you to take care of them and this bill does not show that it takes care of them
0: okay so that's a valid point point. and what they what what if there was a republican here i assume that they would say is that they also kept, were voted in um to help lower costs because you have some people who um came in on obamacare and they found out that their premiums came went up um and they were told it was gonna if they liked their doctor keep their doctor like their plan or keep their plan um, so they're trying to do some mechanisms that take down the cost of health care, such as uh, taking out the essential um, health care um, benefits, that, such as maternity care, uh, such as um, ambulance coverage, uh, such as uh, mental health. Um, these are some things that Tea Party specifically, uh, they want to get taken out because they're saying, if I don't have a mental disorder, why do I need to pay for that? So what would be your counter to that argument?
1: Well, so, uh, health care reform mm. should be all-inclusive. Taking out, uh, like, things for mental health or uh, m- uh, maternity leave stuff, even to the point of abortion coverage, mm. uh, we are, if you are trying to put in a all-comprehensive, all-com, all-encompassing mm-hmm. healthcare bill that you need to engage with everything that is needed in healthcare. What about uh, you know helping people who get addicted to drugs? What about uh, I mean, well, uh, you know that's an, another example in my opinion. But healthcare it needs to be all-encompassing. Yeah. The problem with Healthcare and why we needed the Affordable Care Act was healthcare was getting too much out of hand. Yeah. That's why it was there. And then the the Affordable Care Act, as it was when it was trying to be passed uh, in uh, President Obama's administration,
0: mm. uh,
1: the Republicans they they were trying to get Republicans to buy in and. They did things in that bill that uh, they didn't do everything that they could in that bill to keep costs low. And then you have once you know Republicans got the power back, mm-hmm. they didn't do anything to you know help change things, add things. Every time they were tr- they were trying to get rid of it, they took things out mm-hmm. that this what they would call a death spiral of the Affordable Care Act yeah so if you take out things in a bill that in a in the in health care bill specifically everything had to be there for for it to work properly yeah so if you take things out it's not gonna work properly and that's why we have people with getting higher premiums and all this stuff like that you know President Obama kinda sold it as a, uh, you know, you like your doctor, you can have it, you, uh, you know, you can stay on your plan, but that was a lie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it hurts my heart to say that that was a lie, but that was a lie. And then President Trump trying to say, well, we're gonna do, repeal and replace, and it's gonna be all great. We're gonna have roses, we're gonna have gravy boats. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh-huh. you're going to keep your doctor if you like your doctor. you going to keep your plan if you like your plan, but it's going to be better. It's going to be cheaper. Yeah. He can't promise
0: that. <laughs> that is a valid point. At
1: that, you know, at that time, he, he didn't even have a plan out. And this plan that we have here, you're not going to be able to keep your doctor. Mm-hmm. You may not even be able to keep your plan. And then they may take things that you might need in your plan. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, being able to go for well visits, or uh, you might have a high, de- might have higher deductibles. Yeah. Okay, it's good for young people that don't go to the doctor all the time, but you know, people get older. Yeah. We have they have older constituents. I I don't see the care that they have for these older constituents. So yeah,
0: I think that's I think that's interesting that you a couple things with that a um, there are some Trump supporters. There was actually um, a, a guy who. Apparently, he sold his, his house, everything. He was a, f- a diehard Trump supporter. He followed Trump um, all through the rallies. And then when the health care bill came out, he found out that it no longer covers for drug rehab, such as opioid, which is the ap- ec- uh, epidemic that's you know, sweeping our country right now. Um, and his son died to uh, opioids. Um, and so he said that he no longer trusts Trump because, you know, how can you say that you're going to help uh, the country when you're not even addressing a major issue? Um, and as well if with seniors who, you know, they were uh, steadfastly some supporters of Trump, and they're also struggling. So I think it's going to be interesting that um, to see how these Republicans react to all of that. So real quick, yes or no, do you think um, the health care bill is going to pass?
1: If they have the political will,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes, it will go through.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so speaking of which, about what Trump, uh, President Trump has promised and what he has um, delivered on, uh, the next thing is talking about um, the Russian hacking and um, rather what's been going on from Monday to now has been head-spinning to say the least. On uh, Monday, you have the FBI finally fully acknowledging that there is an investigation of President Trump, and I mean, well, of the Trump campaign and Russia hacking and Russian investigations. Um, then you all. Yesterday on Wednesday, you have um, Congressman Nunes um, come out and say that there was um, an incidental uh, surveillance of American citizens who were associated with the Trump campaign. Um, now, it, how you spin that um, is depending on, of course, your party affiliation. Um, but it's the I guess the manner that he did it was the one that was the problem. And, um, what he did was after he got this intelligence gathering, or he got this briefing, which he is not revealing where it came from. And there are some people who are saying that he may have gotten this from the white house and leaked it. Um, but he's put the credibility of this bipartisan intelligence, um, committee in jeopardy, um, by not briefing, um, his ranking member, uh, which is basically his right hand. They supposed to be his counterpart, um, he did not brief anybody on the committee. He just went straight to the White House with this information. And um, they're saying that is a highly unusual. It's a political term for this has never happened before. And what the hell are you doing? Um, you have senators who are on the House, um, I mean, on the Senate, who are saying that um, basically the, the Congress no longer has a, any credibility with its issue and that there needs to be a select committee. Um, it's kind of weird to saying that because select committees are still in congress so you're not fully taking congress out of the picture uh but it sounds like they republicans at least uh congressman Nunes, is stepping on his own toes um by doing this investigation by trying to say that we're going to be fair but you're running to the white house the person the the white house that you're partly investigating with information of what was gathered in the investigation um so before i get your take on that let me play what john mccain said uh he was on msnbc and um yes he's a vocal um person against Trump, but um, now he said himself that because of Nunes' actions that there needs to be a select committee.
1: What What I think the reason why I'm calling for this select committee or a, a special committee is I think that this back and forth and what the American people have found out so far that no longer Congress have credibility
0: to handle this alone. And I don't say that lightly. That's a strong statement to make. So that was a strong statement to that If a senator is now saying that Congress has lost credibility to handle this, that that's a major statement for somebody to make. It
1: is. um, And the way I feel about it is... uh, in my opinion, they had lost credibility when they didn't try to ing- have a committee on this, a, com- uh, a hearing on this, when it first came out. Uh, yes, I know that you know you need time to gather information. Yes, I know that you need time to uh, you know subpoena your witnesses and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, the the visuals to me felt like. This hearing was never going to come up, yeah. Uh, and they felt like, uh, because Republicans are in power, the Republicans uh, didn't want anything to come out to invalidate uh, President Trump's um, as his, his 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 you know, candidacy, his how he got his votes, everything like that. And in my opinion. We are, I felt like I already knew that Russia had, you know, engaged in some type of uh, collusion mm-hmm. with uh, uh, the, the Donald Trump campaign. Uh, but it's great to see that it's happening now. Um, but what will be interesting is to see uh, what will come of this. It's all great and good to have the information come out. and have your hearings, mm. but what, for lack of a better term, what type of punishment is going to happen to, uh, you know, the Donald, the campaign members uh, of Donald Trump's campaign, as well as, uh, you know, however, ho- whoever is involved, what what is going to happen to them? Because uh, uh, Representative Nunes, mm. he was a part of Donald Trump's campaign. That's, that's a fair point. Uh, and, and in my opinion, he should even recuse himself from this hearing. It, it, how can he be impartial when he may be having to subpoena himself to talk in front of them? Yeah, you know?
0: that's a fair point. Um, I think that, you know, if you and again, I think that the reason that there's so many flying pieces with this Rush story is because everything else is going on here. Um, But we you know that we have shifted from no one. Associated with the Trump campaign had anything to do with Russia that was told, you know constantly uh, Before the more leaks came out from the investigation. So we've shifted from no one to definitely four people are being investigated um, Paul Manafort who was the campaign manager who they're saying is was a limited role um, And for a limited time with the campaign, he literally ran the campaign um, you had of course uh, general Flynn you had um, Joseph page uh, you had Roger Stone. So these are, again, senior officials during the campaign who have had coincidental um, contact. That's putting it nicely um, with Russia. And like you said, you had now you have Jeff Sessions who had to recuse himself because he had contact with Russia. Uh, so you're to add him. You also said um, uh, Kurtzman Nunes also on the campaign. Now he's running the investigation. Uh, even James Comey. And... It, you know, people kind of gave him a free pass because of this, but he also acknowledged in the hearing on Monday that they've been doing about this, this investigation since July, mm. which was rested around the same time that he came out and said that there were reopened the investigation into Clinton emails. Mm. So that's what Democrats are saying. Um, not trying to get too into the partisan weeds of it, but they're saying, why did you speak out publicly about Hillary Clinton, but you didn't do it about Russia? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, his counter is that it was a criminal investigation and it's just opening, so that's why he didn't want to comment on it, but that can only go so far. Right. Um, so I think that um, it will be interesting, um, like you said, to see the punishment, if any, yes. uh, because like you said, Republicans in power, in power we talked offline about this, um, about how I think that if the more details come out about this, that eventually Republicans um, are not going to be able to um, stonewall it for much longer. Mm. Um, so this is just my take on it, and this is kind of a big picture. And probably will fall to pieces, but I think that I agree with you um, that Democrats, I mean Republicans, probably won't do anything to this. Into mm. the midterms, the midterms will be a turning point because if the midterms go down, <laughs> and for all estimates, it seems that uh, if the current path is going, that they probably will lose the Senate. They probably won't lose the House, mm. um, but if let's say that democrats win the senate and the house mm. then um you know democrats won't trump be impeached as of two weeks ago uh so
1: it, so it's hard i wish that they had the gumption mm-hmm. of the republicans mm-hmm. uh because I, I feel like when president obama would, would you know uh when he was going along it felt like they were were stopping we're not gonna let the government run yeah anything this guy wants to do we don't want to let it let it happen uh, and the Democrats say these things but you know right now they don't really have the power to do uh, the same types of same type of actions that the Republicans did yeah uh, but to me the Democrats were more of uh, let's go the high road yeah and let's let's when they go low we go high Yeah, as Hillary Clinton was saying on the campaign well it, it, I feel like even if they did come into power unless there was the FBI report that came out that said Donald Trump talked to this uh, this uh, this Russian person, this day at this time, mm-hmm. about releasing these uh, hacked emails, I don't think they're gonna uh, be able to impeach him. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to impeach uh, a, a, um, a a government official, and uh, there really would need to be a big smoking gun. And the FBI is still doing their investigations. We don't even know how long the investigations are gonna go off. Yeah, and with donald trump tweeting what what, when they do have power how desensitized will we be to to
0: scandal that's a fair point i think that i think you hit a a lot right there um and i think the one of the biggest proof that we have been kind of desensitized already normalized to this is that just as weak um not to move off russia uh but this is weak Ivanka trump Uh, came out and the news came down that she is now having a government office with um, her own security clearance with her own government equipment and at the beginning of his presidency president trump literally tweeted and said i will not request security clearance for my children so rewind two months i mean fast forward two months later and he's literally doing what he said he wouldn't do literally and i think that if could you imagine if Hillary Clinton gave Chelsea Clinton security clearance? Without, I mean, the only title that Ivanka Trump has is that she's daughter to the president, mm-hmm. and she still has her own company. Um, so she's having all these meetings with world leaders while still being representative of her company, mm-hmm. and so it's just when that came down, it' like it, it did, feel like an, eh, you know, because it's so used to it.
1: Yes. Those. <clears throat> There's been a lot of stuff happening this week. And, I mean, the the thing I, well, we both know about security clearance is, is there a need to know. Yeah. She may not get the security clearance. Yeah. Uh, and she gets the office. What job will she have? That's we don't one. even know what job will she have. My my whole stance on that news was, wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> ray cray yeah um i'm going to hold off like full opinions uh-huh. until we find out what she's going to be doing yeah someone needs to someone should have said um giving her an office and you know trying to get her a security clearance what is she going <laughs> to be doing yeah to need these things yeah and uh, I, and i hope it's not just so she can be in these meetings with you know the elect you know other nations' representatives with uh, President Trump, but mm-hmm. what can we say?
0: Yeah, what can we say? And But, you know, the thing that this is absolutely not going to affect, or seemingly not to affect, is um, Trump supporters. And that's we go to our next segment, which is the um, blind loyalty that is seemingly um, seem to be had with his base. Um, regardless of what the news say, regardless of what even Republicans may say, his base is his base. They are, they are seemingly not leaving. And this is some data to, uh, to show you as well. According to Gallup, um, as of today, uh, President Trump is tracking at 37% approval. Uh, however, if you look at his base, um, he is in the high 80s, low 90s. Um, in fact, according to Washington Post, they made an article today, only 3% of Trump supporters actually regret voting for him. So, regardless of what you think, and I think a majority of the nation think that these last two months have (laughs) been interesting to say the least, um, and probably not too too well um, offer President Trump as far as a start may go, but his base is still held to him. Um, I think almost to the point that it's, we hear hear about echo chambers, we hear about um, creating false false realities for yourself, um, but I think that there are some, and this is not saying every Trump supporter, Um, But there are some who will justify or attempt to justify whatever he does, whatever action he takes. Uh, And I'm going to get your opinion on the other side of this video clip. Uh, This is um, a Trump supporter at one of his rallies uh, this week. And the reporter was asking her about the Russia hacking. And what does she think about it? And her response um, is interesting to say the least. And if by bringing out emails for somebody as evil as Hillary, um, not being president by all means, please bring it out because. I'm okay, Donald Trump said that. I think it's. And he it? wanted Russia to release those emails. Absolutely, because it's the truth, and I feel like our our media is so liberal in the United States. Why not let's if if our people aren't going to do it, let's let Russia do it for us. Okay, so a lot of things in that was incorrect. <laughs> um. Oh but I think that was the, the first thing was that it's interesting, of course, and I even fell victim to this, that there was an equation between what Donald Trump is, is, is and what Hillary Clinton is. That they're the same. So you vote for one, you might as well vote for the other. So that's the one thing I think she hitched on to. Um, the second thing is that uh, there's always this interesting narrative of conservatives versus the media. But if you actually dive into this, um, you will see that conservatives actually run a good bit of media as far as talk radio. Go 97% of talk radio is conservative. Um, that's where Rush Limbaugh is. That's where Sean Hannity is. Um, as far as some of the social media, that's where Tammy is thriving. Tommy, thri- T- Tommy excuse me, that's where she thrives at. That's where Alex Jones and InfoWars Ro- 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 uh, thrives at. That's where Breitbart uh, thrives in. Um, and then the cream of the crop is Fox News. Uh, they are the number one news cable mm-hmm. for Years yeah. and so they are literally the definition of mainstream because they are the most watched news channel. Yeah. I think they even beat out CNN and and uh, MSNBC combined in some groupings. Mm-hmm. So, with to see that the narrative between is the media versus conservatives, um, is just a false narrative. I think the the media, I mean the conservative media has spun. Um, but then the last thing is that even if she again you she f- seems to fully acknowledge that Russia did hack you know, into the elections or hack into uh, the Clinton um, campaign. But she seemed perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people are the most energized. These are the people that are going to go vote. Yes. So the question to you is that how do you think liberals or Democrats or anyone who is not really a Trump supporter, how do you connect with that person and make them try to see? You may not get all of them, but how do you make them try to see that the Trump appeal is not really as appealing as it may be?
1: Well, Well, first of all, we have to – well, so the main Trump supporters, I don't think we will ever change their minds. Uh, But there are some uh, Trump voters who voted for a single issue. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was for uh, the Supreme Court justice, maybe because of appeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. I think we can engage with those people, I will still find it hard to, enga- to <laughs> okay. engage with them uh-huh. because to me, and I don't know how many of your other uh, you know, view, you know, listeners uh, would say that the, the Donald Trump bar mm-hmm. for him being a, a good candidate was so low, and now that he's president, it's even lower. And the things that would uh, would totally disqualify someone else, Donald Trump can just do it. Yep. And I'm, I'm glad to see that his, his popularity is going down, mm-hmm. but he is only one action away from Bringing his popularity to back up and God forbid it's a war uh, mm-hmm. but I mean his base is is gonna be there and and They're not they don't look like they're going away Because he is still engaged with them because he's still campaigning. Yeah for 2020 <laughs> y'all. He's still campaigning mm-hmm. so we, as I won't call myself a Democrat, I won't mm-hmm. call myself a liberal. Mm-hmm. We, as human beings, yeah, if we're going to engage with other human beings who we disagree with, we first have to listen. Uh, I feel like through that, the whole campaign 2016 campaign, even till now, we still have a problem listening to each other. Yeah, so first thing we have to do is listen and see where some of these people are coming from. And then second of all, we have to temper our language because uh, they are listening, they are seeing things, they are consuming uh, news and information that tells them that false facts are okay. Yeah. That uh, it's okay that the, the, uh, the president has done a Muslim ban, but he doesn't call it a Muslim ban, but we know it's a Muslim ban. Yeah. Even though that goes against the Constitution, <coughs> we have to uh, engage, listen to them, and you know when we come back on things, we have to use correct language. No, 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 boo boo. The false facts <laughs> okay. are lies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are. I. I'm not going to allow you to. When we, we when we engage in this discussion, I'm not going to allow you to bring up lies. Yeah. Uh, and we somehow have to try to show these people that uh, that a Donald Trump presidency will negatively affect America going on. So it, it's 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 a tough. Yeah. Because what they're consuming is not what we're consuming on a lot of cases, yeah. and uh, they live in that part of the world. And I, 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 like Van Jones when he was saying that you know, it's time for us mm-hmm. when we're in these you know multicultural bubbles. It's time for us to go and engage with these people that put President Trump um, in. Into the White House, and you know, show them, you know, the version of America that we see. Yeah.
0: Um, so, I think that that, um, like you said, it's a it's there it seems to be a gulf between the the communication between both sides, um, and then the universal question is, is that how can it, Why is this gulf so big when in reality we're on the same team? Yeah. In reality, we're all Americans and. But now you see that, um, I think there is, is there's a portion to it. It's about social media, um, about that. If you're only engulfed with people who say the same thing you say, who believe the same thing that you believe, you don't have that diversity of opinion. Um, you only listen to anchors that share your, your, um, your point of view. You only watch social media videos that share your point of view. Then eventually, yes, you're going to start believing no what everybody else believes. Um, but I, I agree, and it, this is not just exclusively on the right either. Um, you go to some left-leaning websites um, who borderline on on you know fake news because their their rhetoric is just so strung out there. You know, I mean, I go on some sites, and you think that President Trump's about to be handcuffed and sent to prison, um, but I think a majority of Americans are actually in the middle, um, and that. They wish for both sides to really tone it down some, mm. but the loudest—they're not the loudest voice—and so Alex Jones, who says he wants to go beat up um, Alec Baldwin because he impersonates Trump, he gets million of views when um, um, Tammy, um, Tommy—I Tommy, keep this on her name—Tommy—he comes out and says that uh, Black Lives Matter is the new KKK, mm. and um, you know she gets million of views. And even though that rhetoric is just highly inappropriate highly inflammatory, it gets your attention. Mm, um, sensationalism. Yeah. And so that is a, a big problem. Um, but regardless of what, you're, what side that you're on, if you're a, um, a left-leaning or if you're a populist or a um, um, libertarian, social democrat, conservative, wherever you find yourself, um, you have to realize that there's a whole lot more in common with that liberal, with that democratic socialist than what's against. And that there are – trying to achieve a goal of making America, I'm not to say great again, <laughs> uh, but making America better and striving towards a common goal. Uh, but I think that now it seems that if you are this belief that you are racist or you're sexist or you're xenophobic um, or you hate Muslims or if you're left-leaning that you hate America, you hate freedom, you hate uh, people who have guns, you think all white people are racist, and these are seemingly the common terms that are used now. Um and it comes to the point that you one you you can't even negotiate with somebody else talk mm-hmm. to somebody else. Um, I think President uh, Obama said this actually. Fred well. It's like, if you if you paint somebody in this picture, you paint Obama as a Muslim anti-hating, you know, anti-American hating socialist. Mm-hmm. Then how c- can you negotiate with this person? Because you're negotiating with the Muslim anti-American socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you start off the rhetoric from such. A, a wide gulf that it probably gets nowhere. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I think that that us as a country, we as a people, um, we need to um learn not to listen to always listen to the loudest room, a loudest voice in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, rather be on the left or right and listen to that person who is your neighbor, your friend, your coworker, whatever it may be. If, if they voted for Trump. Find out why. Because a lot of us single voter issues, right. uh, I mean single issue voters. But they actually didn't like Trump, but they wanted conservative Supreme Court Justice. Mm. Um, You know, so finding out more, giving them facts, like you said. I think, just before we close, the the, the greatest thing I ever heard, most political spin I ever heard was this week on CNN when the guy was like, about the wiretaps, and he said, you know, okay, now the FBI has said that um, there's no evidence of this. Did President Trump lie? And he said, no, he didn't lie. He spoke Americanese. <laughs> and people were saying, what the, what the hell does that even mean? Right. That's not even a thing. Uh, but it goes right, right, right up there with the alternative facts, with um, this alternative viewpoint and, um, and all that kind of rhetoric. And so it's acceptable, like you said. It's acceptable to have, you can't even agree on the basic fact, mm-hmm. like basic numbers, such as the vote count or how many people showed up to the inauguration. Right. These are numbers, they, you know.
1: Yeah, their numbers and some of those things don't matter. Exactly. They the don't end. matter. Yes. And I wish I wish President Trump would acknowledge that. Yes. But for some reason he can't get past it. <laughs> yeah. So we can't get past <laughs> it for some reason.
0: That and, is a valid point.
1: You know, his language is okay if he's not president, but he's president. So he needs to temper his language. He needs to make sure whoever re- represents them. That their language is is presidential as well, yeah. So to speak, um, so so that w- we all as Americans, when we listen to you, we can come with the same thing.
0: Exactly, and I think um, that you just hit on our uh, great segue into our next show uh, because, um, like I said, we are ch- sometimes in the media um, we chase stuff that isn't really important. We talk for six hours about the inauguration size. Um, Stuff that really doesn't matter to us or to you. Um, So some of the stuff, like you said last week, that we'll be talking about is um, more into the details, such as with the budget that is going down, um, that it's apparently, it was so great, uh, I don't understand why they did this, but they put a gag order on um, his uh, cabinets from uh, talking about it. So that's why you see nobody talking about the budget anymore, oh, wow. um, because yeah. they literally put a they literally put a gag order um, out saying that people um, are um, prohibited from talking about it. And the reason is quite understandable. You look into the details about this bill, this um, budget, um, about how you're taking away funds from the National Endowment for Arts, from PBS, from Mills on Wheels. Um, and yes, it's not saying that these programs um, will be completely cut off. Uh, PBS is not going to disappear merely because of the federal budget. But if showing what your ideals are, and if you can afford fifty-nine billion dollars to the uh, a defense budget, that's already higher than the next six countries combined, yeah. um, or that you can um, afford to go to Mar-a-Lago and have you know your wife in New York City, um, that is roughly what three billion million dollars every time you go. You've been eight times already. Um. Then maybe we can keep PBS, you know. Um, right. But these are some of the things that we're gonna be talking about more for you, so that you can have more information. Um. So these are the, the next shows we call um, blind distractions, and that's when we're gonna start moving away from some of the stuff that we absolutely know is false. We know that President Obama didn't order a wiretap until President Trump's um uh, campaign. So oh, <laughs> we we're cha- we're literally suspending hours upon hours talking about something that we already know um but we're not spending that equal amount of time talking about a budget or talking about uh, the fact that maybe we seem to be going to war in north korea mm-hmm. um or what we're we gonna do with china um uh, what are we are gonna do with russia um uh, so we're gonna be talking more about real world issues uh giving you more information about real world issues and stuff um that impacts you such as with the flint michigan um incident um and how what is the Trump campaign? I mean, the Trump administration going to do to help that, and um, hopefully they give you more information so you can make a more informed decision. Uh, we will keep covering healthcare because that is something that keeps impacting people's lives. That has a direct impact on yourself and your neighbors. Um, talking more about uh, his federal um, budget and what he's planning to spend money on. Um, so tune in to next week's show. Hopefully uh, we will have um, a Republican on uh, from um, Texas GOP. And he is a, a loyal Trump supporter, so this will be the Trump first um, Trump supporter on our show, and hopefully we will have um, a great discussion with him, trying to engage and see, you know, what is the thing that he has liked about the last month, or last two months rather, and what is the thing that he hopes President Trump will uh, reduce doing or do more. Uh, so that will be coming up next week at Thursday. Uh, I would like to, first off, again, thank um, Aaron. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, Great opinions. And if you missed um, the the stream, Uh make sure that you check us out on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Uh, You can also check us out on Mixer. uh, And we will will, um, post the show um, tonight so you can catch all the latest and greatest of our um, podcast. And lastly, again, if you're streaming us on Facebook Live, um there is again a donate button below your screen that is um, an easy way for you to help to a great cause you can donate to special olympics um and give contributions to an organization that helps a lot of people um uh, kids and adults who um are really great and fantastic human beings um and so now's your opportunity to say uh to give to that and we hope that you do we will be giving out uh p2p will be giving out uh, pro- proceeds to that as well and so you can be a part of that great cause so again thank you for checking out the show um we hope that you enjoyed it and uh, check us out again next thursday 8 p.m Eastern standard time on facebook live if you're following me rick Ryder, and also uh, on the mixer app by following us on power to the people To next week be blessed um, be safe and proud to the people
1: go to go to bed kids go to bed <laughs>